Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled The Anointed Temple. It will be focused on the study of Leviticus chapter 8. Before going any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the temple of Jesus Christ that you anointed, as Christ means the anointed one, and unified human flesh with your spirit and died for our sins. Speak to us today and teach us of your holy word. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Leviticus chapter 8. Chapter 8 And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take Aaron and his sons with him, and the garments, and the anointing oil, and a bullock for the sin offering, and two rams, and a basket of unleavened bread. And gather thou all the congregation together unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him. And the assembly was gathered together unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Moses said unto the congregation, This is the thing which the Lord commanded to be done. And Moses brought Aaron and his sons, and washed them with water. And he put upon him the coat, and girded him with the girdle, and clothed him with the robe, and put the ephod upon him. And he girded him with the curious girdle of the ephod, and bound it unto him therewith. And he put the breastplate upon him. Also he put in the breastplate the Urim and the Thummim. And he put the mitre upon his head, also upon the mitre, even upon his forefront, did he put the golden plate, the holy crown, as the Lord commanded Moses. And Moses took the anointing oil, and anointed the tabernacle and all that was therein, and sanctified them. And he sprinkled thereof upon the altar seven times, and anointed the altar and all his vessels, both the laver and his foot, to sanctify them. And he poured of the anointing oil upon Aaron's head, and anointed him to sanctify him. And Moses brought Aaron's sons, and put coats upon them, and girded them with girdles, and put bonnets upon them, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he brought the bullock for the sin offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the head of the bullock for the sin offering, and he slew it. And Moses took the blood, and put it upon the horns of the altar round about with his finger, and purified the altar, and poured the blood at the bottom of the altar, and sanctified it, to make reconciliation upon it. And he took all of the fat that was upon the inwards, and the call above the liver, and the two kidneys, and their fat. And Moses burned it upon the altar. But the bullock, and his hide, his flesh, and his dung, he burnt with fire without the camp, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he brought the ram for the burnt offering. And Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the head of the ram, and he killed it. And Moses sprinkled the blood upon the altar round about. And he cut the ram into pieces, and Moses burnt the head and the pieces and the fat. And he washed the inwards and the legs in water, and Moses burnt the whole ram upon the altar. It was a burnt sacrifice for a sweet savor, and an offering made by fire unto the Lord, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he brought the other ram, the ram of consecration, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the head of the ram, and he slew it. And Moses took of the blood of it, and put it upon the tip of Aaron's right ear, and upon the thumb of his right hand, and upon the great toe of his right foot. And he brought Aaron's sons, and Moses put of the blood upon the tip of their right ear, and upon the thumbs of their right hands, and upon the great toes of their right feet. And Moses sprinkled the blood upon the altar round about. 
And he took the fat and the rump and all the fat that was upon the inwards and the call above the liver and the two kidneys and their fat and the right shoulder. And out of the basket of unleavened bread that was before the Lord, he took one unleavened cake and a cake of oiled bread and one wafer and put them on the fat and upon the right shoulder. And he put all upon Aaron's hands and upon his son's hands and waved them for a wave offering before the Lord. And Moses took them from off their hands and burnt them on the altar upon the burnt offering. They were consecrations for a sweet savor. It is an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And Moses took the breast and waved it for a wave offering before the Lord. For of the ram of consecration it was Moses' part, as the Lord commanded Moses. And Moses took of the anointing oil and of the blood which was upon the altar and sprinkled it upon Aaron, and upon his garments, and upon his sons, and upon his sons' garments with him, and sanctified Aaron, and his garments, and his sons, and his sons' garments with him. And Moses said unto Aaron, and to his sons, Boil the flesh at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and there eat it with the bread that is in the basket of consecrations, as I commanded, saying, Aaron and his sons shall eat it. And that which remaineth of the flesh and of the bread shall ye burn with fire. And ye shall not go out of the door of the tabernacle of the congregation in seven days, until the days of your consecration be at an end. For seven days shall he consecrate you. As he hath done this day, so the Lord hath commanded to do, to make an atonement for you. Therefore shall ye abide at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation day and night, seven days, and keep the charge of the Lord, that ye die not. For so I am commanded. So Aaron and his sons did all things which the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled Perseverant. This was preached in 1962 on June the 23rd. We'll begin at paragraph 95 up to paragraph 98. I trust you find it to be a blessing. A man wrote me a letter the other day. He said he's in deliverance ministry. He said, how can you tell whether it's the God speaking to you or, or the devil? <laughs> I said, examine it by the word. Amen. If it's not with the word, then it's wrong. I don't yeah. care how good it looks. Yeah. In the Old Testament, they had a way to find out when a prophet was telling the truth. Our dreamer was dreaming right. They took him down to the temple and put him before the Urim Thundam. And if that Urim Thundam acted and no agglomeration of lights like a rainbow flashing off of that, God was recognizing that prophet to be truth or the prophecy or the dreamer. But if it did not, no matter how real it seemed, it was wrong. It always answered God did in supernatural. I'll tell you, that priesthood ended and that Urim Thundam left it, but we got a new one today, and that's this Bible. If a yeah. preacher or anybody else preaches any dogma or anything outside of that Bible, to me it's wrong. It's got to be wrong. It's got to line up with that Bible. Yeah. Don't mix nothing with it. Just leave it the way it is. That's the way God has it, and that's the way we must accept it and believe it. Yes. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, The Sixfold Purpose of Gabriel's Visit to Daniel. This was preached in 1961 on July the 30th in the evening. We'll begin at paragraph 122 
up to paragraph 136. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Now, the 8th chapter of Leviticus. Now I've got part down here, the 10th verse. Note Leviticus 8 and 10. Let's see. And Moses took the anointing oil and poured anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and all that was therein and sanctified them and sprinkled thereof upon the altar seven times, anointed the altar and all the vessels, both the laver and his uh, foot to this to sanctify them. And he poured anointing oil upon Aaron's head and anointed him to sanctify him. Moses in the wilderness sanctifying or anointing the tabernacle of worship for the children of Israel when they were in their journey. It was anointed. Now, in Second Chronicles, turn over and we'll see the dedication that when the Holy Spirit took his seat at the tabernacle and watch what's taking place now. In Second Chronicles, the fifth chapter, and let's begin at the 13th verse. Second Chronicles, the fifth chapter, and begin at the 13th verse. And it came to pass, as the trumpets and the singers were to make one sound to be heard, the praising and thanksgiving of the Lord, and when they lifted up their voices with the trumpet and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praising the Lord and singing, for he is good, and his mercies endureth forever. That then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest stood, the priest could not stand to minister by reasons of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Amen. God came into the sanctuary. That was to be anointed and was given over to him for the people to come to worship. So to anoint not thy holy place, but to anoint the most holy place. And we notice that New Jerusalem is the most holy place. And the anointing will be upon the New Jerusalem. That descends from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adored for her husband. The anointing will be upon them. Now, when Zerbella dedicated his temple after it was rebuilt, it was not anointed again because it was already been anointed and been torn down. It was just instructed again. The destruction that had come to it, it had been instructed again and put up so there was no anointing of it anymore. When it was one time anointed, that carried on through and it goes on till this very time. But when God sets up the millennium tabernacle, he will anoint the most holy. Not thy holy, but the most holy. But when the king takes his throne for 1,000 years, glory, he's over now. Anointing of the most holy will be the last thing to take place. When the tabernacle is erected, the resurrection has come. The Jews has returned. Christ and his bride has come. 
the Jews, 144,000 are sealed. The millennium is taking place. There will be an anointing when the most holy place will be anointed. The holy, holies of holies, and the most holy. When the most holy place is the sanctuary where God lived between the cherubims. And this time, Christ will sit in the most holy place with the anointing upon him. And there will need no sun there, for the Lamb is in the midst of the city shall be the light. Amen. The sun will never go down in that city, as old Uncle Jim used to say, and it never will, because Christ will be that light, the anointed one. And the king will come and take his throne for 1,000 years to reign. Jeremiah 3, 12, 18 inclusive. Let's read it. Over in Jeremiah, the 18th chapter. I believe, yeah, no, the 12th chapter, pardon me. The 12th chapter of Jeremiah. And let's begin with the, uh, the tw- uh, Jeremiah 3, pardon me. Jeremiah 3, I have written down here where I was studying the Holy Spirit, moving me just from place to place. I just jotted these down the best I could. Jeremiah 3, and then 12. To 18 inclusive. Let's read it. Go and proclaim these words towards the north and say, Return thou backslidden Israel, saith the Lord, and I will not cause my, my, cause my anger to fall upon you, for I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. Only acknowledge thine iniquity that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God, and hast scattered thy ways to the stranger under every green tree. That's what they've done from east, west, every nation. See? And ye have not obeyed the voice. My voice, saith the Lord. Turn. Listen to this. Turn, O backslidden children, saith the Lord, for I am M-A-R-R-I-D. I am married unto you. Our eyes were blinded because I give the Gentiles a chance, but you return, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family. Not all that calls themselves Jews will go in, but that elected group will go in. That little Benjamin that come up down there before Joseph that group from out of every nation, one out of a city and out of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. And I will give you a pastor according to thine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And it shall come to pass when you be multiplied and increased in the land. In those days, saith the Lord, they shall say no more. The, the ark or the covenant of the Lord, neither shall it come to mind, neither shall they remember it, neither shall they, they visit it, neither shall it be done anymore. At that time they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, as he'll be there, see? And all the nations shall gather, hallelujah, unto it, and the name of the Lord to Jerusalem, neither shall they walk any more after their own imaginations and the evil of their heart. Amen. That's when that city will be anointed. 
That's when the new Jerusalem will be anointed. And all the nations of the city, over in Revelation, the 22nd chapter, it says, The gates shall not be closed by night, cause there will be no night there. And all the kings of the earth shall bring their honor and glory into this city. Its walls will be jasper and sardar stone, twelve manor stones, and twelve gates shall be one solid pearl on each gate. There shall be no need of the candle in there. There will be no more sunlight. For the land that's in the midst of the city shall be the light. And he shall lead his people into everlasting life. There will be two trees standing, one on the either side of the river, and they for the healing of the nation. That's that anointed one that will come. The holy city descending from God out of heaven, coming to the earth. Let's take now what will take place during that time. Oh, do you love it? Amen. Let's turn to Isaiah 65. Just a minute. Just too good to skip by. It's just too good to leave. Might be a little hot, but let's just keep moving. Amen. Isaiah 65. Listen to what will take place during that time. And it's, just ask yourself, sinner friend, if, you're, if you could afford to miss this. Isaiah 65. Let's begin with about the 17th verse. Listen. Everybody close now. This is during the time of the millennium when the most holy is anointed. For behold, I will create new heavens and new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. But be glad and rejoice even in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem. I create Jerusalem. That's the new Jerusalem. A joy and her people a joy. What is the anointing? The joy of the Lord. Create Jerusalem a joy and her people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem. The king in the throne on the royal majesty of the throne, the eternal throne, and the eternal people with an eternal joy in an eternal city. Oh, my. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice of crying. There shall be no more thence infant of days, nor an old man that has not fulfilled his days. For the child shall die a hundred years old, but a sinner being a hundred years old shall be accursed. And they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and they shall eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit. That is, you die and your son take your place. Build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat thereof. For as the days of a tree shall the days of my people and my elect long shall they enjoy the works of their hands they shall not labor in vain to bring forth for trouble. For they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord and their offsprings with them. And it shall come to pass before they call, I will answer. That glorious anointing in behind the cherubim, I'll answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the bullock. The dust shall be the serpent's meat, and they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains, saith the Lord. Can you miss it? No. Jerk right back here again, and Isaiah speaking again at the 11th chapter, the first verse. 
to the ninth. Listen what he says here again when he catches a vision. After he sees the women, the way they'll be acting in the last days. Now, Isaiah 11 to 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, a branch that shall grow out of his roots. Who was that? Christ. Out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom, of understanding, the Spirit of counsel, might, the Spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. And shall make him of quick understanding and the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove their iniquity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. The righteous shall be girded of the loin and the faithful the gird of the reins and the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kid that's the goat and the calf and the young lion and the fatman and the lion and the fatman together and a little child shall lead them the cow and the bear shall feed their young ones and shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like an ox and the suckling child shall play upon the hole of the ass and the weaned child shall put his hand in the crop that's then. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountains for the earth shall be full of the knowledge as the water covers the sea. Hallelujah. That's in that new Jerusalem. That new branch here is referred to of the branch of David. He's both branch and offspring. Now, after this, the bride appears, after the 70 weeks, the bride appears in Revelation, the 19th chapter, the first and the 16th verse. She arrives with her bridegroom, the mighty king. Oh my, I don't know where we're going to get the offering just got it so right. Let's just read part of this anyhow. Here's where the bride comes after this. See, after the millennium sets in, then Christ comes back with the bride. Right? 1 to 16. And uh, the 19th chapter. And after these things, after this tribulation, after the woes, after the seals, after the plague, after the casting out of Satan, after the setting up of the millennium. Watch. After these things, I heard a voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation, glory, honor, power, under the Lord our God, for true and righteous are thy judgments. For he had judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and has avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again, he, they, and again they said, Hallelujah, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. That's the old prostitute church. Their smoke rose up. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat upon the throne saying, Amen. Hallelujah. And the voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God. Praise our God. All ye his servants 
and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it was the voice of a great multitude, listen, here you are, church. That's just showing up in the third chapter. Here she comes. See? And I, the sixth verse. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Hallelujah. Watch. The marriage of the Lamb comes now. Here she comes. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to Him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come and His wife has made herself ready. Here she comes, both bride and bridegroom. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is righteousness of saints. And he said unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are true sayings of God. And I fell down at the feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See, thou doest it not. I am of thy fellow servant, thy brethren, and have the, uh, thy brethren, and have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Christ, of Jesus, is the spirit of prophecy. And I saw a heaven open and a white horse. Oh, my. And he that sat there alone was called faithful and true, and righteousness does he judge and make war. And his eyes was as flames of fire, and his head was many crowns. He was crowned what? King of And he had a name written that no man know but himself. And he was clothed with white vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Who was it? Jesus. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Glory, dirty he come. And out of his mouth is go a sharp sword. That, and that it should smite the nation and shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fiercest of the wrath of Almighty God. And he had on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of King and Lord of Lords. Well, look at his people just crowning. King of King and Lord of Lords coming back to his holy temple, anointed with the presence of God to live and to reign through the millennium with his church. Amen. Amen. The appearing with the mighty king to take her place at his side, the new royal anointed temple. Now, the sixfold purpose. Of Revelation 6, 1 to Revelation 19, 21 is fulfilled. Listen, I'm closing. The seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials, three woes, woman and the sun, casting out of the devil, of the red dragon, comes between these times during the great tribulation period. Don't forget it. All these things take place during this time, but here is the sixfold purpose of His coming. Do you believe it? Amen. 
What a glorious time lays in store for those who love the Lord. I tell you, friends, we can't afford to miss that. Don't miss that for whatever you do. Be sure. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, it comes to mind how the scriptures say, Eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men what God hath prepared for those who love Him. O Father, help us not to miss all that you've prepared for us. Help us to be faithful, for the reward is greater than we can ever imagine. Speak to us for the remainder of the day, and may these words continue to seep into our souls and reveal it to our eyes and to our hearts, and help us, Father, to believe it. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.